the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast, the podcast for mental grit and resilience. Hosted by V. Binga and Tim Ganley. Hello, this is Tim. And this is V. And we welcome you to another episode of the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast. And this is number five of six for... For the Ayurvedic Prepper Series. And it's brought to you by... The Fascia Fanatic. Cherica Voils offering massage and body work and, and personal training uh-huh. fitness in the Northeast Georgia. And her contact, of course, is in the show notes. Yay. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. And we're back. But first, did you subscribe? Did you listen? Did you all those things? Or did not? you find the show notes? Yes. Uh, today, we're going to be continuing to talk about the Ayurvedic prepping. And we're going to be bringing in something from Benjamin Franklin. And Benjamin Franklin used to do what was called the five-hour rule. And we're going to be using that five-hour rule for today in Ayurvedic prepping. So what Benjamin Franklin did is he took one hour out of each day of the weekdays, Monday through Friday, Saturday, Sunday, he didn't do it. But Monday through Friday, he took one hour out of each workday and added in basically knowledge. He learned. He did things that he could do to become better at something. So he didn't go and he wasn't continually just working. He took time off to study. He read books. He uh, talked to people. He tried to get his what he did in a better way. Exactly. Uh, Even a self-evaluation. So, and the reason to say, well, why couldn't he do that on the weekends, right? Mm -hmm. And we don't even know if, you know, what he was doing on the weekends. That was cake parties. (laughs) But the idea is that it was so important to him that that self-improvement, self-evaluation, that he made it part of his daily routine of his work week so to him to be better to be better at his work at his skills at his skills he needed to do nothing in terms of applying his skills so instead of applying 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 say practice 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 is he took the one hour off to actually slack, uh-huh. right, in terms of his skills for something completely different that would actually apply to his skills. And that's the idea. It was completely different uh-huh. what he was dedicating his time to, different from his daily do, do, do. And so one of the things that he was doing was he took, so like for us, we teach Ayurveda, we teach yoga. So that's that we do almost seven days a week. Yeah. Uh, But our main work days are actually Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm -hmm. But we do a lot of prepping for it for the week. And Mm -hmm. when we had the studio, it was, we had classes every day. Now, how do you bring Ayurvedic prepping into teaching yoga? 
And uh, so it uh, it's one of those things that you have to really look at. Well, let's look at how we can do that, and that is by looking inside ourselves exactly. and start focusing on things that aren't related to yoga but are related to our own health. Exactly. And when we're looking at our own health, that will feed into being a better teacher of yoga. Yeah, absolutely. Our, our own health, our own mental uh, our own mental state, like physical health uh, and mental state. The other way to also bring the Ayurvedic uh, prepping, say, in uh, teaching yoga is... Uh, is is what we teach, does what we teach uh, fit into uh, the latest scientific research? Yes. Yeah. Or uh, does what we teach uh, fit into the uh, what uh, all the thriving cultures were practicing? Mm-hmm. So it is about that well-rounded... Uh, uh, Ability to teach and ability to practice. Exactly. So I want to go first into uh, the five hours a week into our own self. Yes. And so we teach yoga, we teach yoga, we teach yoga, we teach Ayurveda, we teach Ayurveda, we teach Ayurveda. Why do we teach? Yoga, yoga, (laughs) yoga. Uh, But with that, there's a lot of things that yoga, hatha yoga, hatha yoga, the body, the movement, the the training, fitness training of yoga, it really doesn't touch things. Yeah. So there are certain things like uh, it doesn't do a lot for your back. There's yeah. not a lot of poses that really target your back, like chaturanga targets your chest. Yes. So, so in that, the five hours a week, we don't do yoga. Yeah. We do cross training, I guess the term would be. So the first step is... How do you become physically fit in that five hours a week? Because if your house is burning, you don't start doing sun salutations to put it out. <laughs> but you have to run. You yeah. have to carry things. You have to do stuff that yoga poses might assist you, but they're not going to actually really assist you because you might not ever jog. You might never sprint in your daily life. And your yoga practice doesn't teach sprinting. Now, there's a lot of benefits to yoga. I'm not saying that there isn't. Uh, And sun salutations are great, great practice, but they're not running. Yeah, exactly. It's not. They are not. The it's not fully functional, right? It's it's not the training that it's. It doesn't target what you would need to do in a. emergency situation it's not teaching you to carry a human body your child your grandma your wife your your husband your whatever it doesn't teach you to be able to pick that person up that might be injured and get them out of harm's way exactly exactly so it's not uh and that's why you look so in the part of the uh, the big idea of the ayurvedic prepping is that do whatever you can ahead of time so you don't have to react in you know when the emergency happens you can act yes. because you are prepared enough yep. so you can take action but it's not taking action is going to be uh, more effective than a random reaction yes 
So. Yes. So if you take action on doing certain things that will assist you, and even like jogging, jogging, yeah. I'm not even talking about no. jogging because jogging, you're not going to run three miles. Exactly. You need to be able to get to point A to point B very quickly. So sprinting yes. would be a much better functional training for prepping. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Crawling on the ground. How many people can actually do what's called bear crawls? Yep. Uh, be able to get under things without hurting your back, without hurting your knees. There's not a lot of poses that actually teach what a good bear crawl would do yep. for a person. Exactly. Lifting lifting something in the realistic way, yep. Yep. <laughs> how you would lift um, your, uh, well, another person, uh, a more realistic ways yep. how would you lift a heavy load to put in your car to go somewhere yep. so deadlifts you know, deadlifts are very yeah. important yeah and you don't have to deadlift five thousand pounds because no, you should never have to lift five thousand pounds exactly but being able to deadlift something being able to do uh one of the other ones that we always did and we still do farmer's walks oh my goodness yeah yep. farmers walk. and farmer yeah. walk is basically just taking weight and putting it yeah. in your hands yeah. and walking with it. Exactly. And then the more advanced is putting one pound of weight in one side and a different pound of weight in the other side yeah. and walk with it. Yep. So that Rucksack so, walk. Rucksack walk, yes. Those are things that are basically functional if everything is starting to go weird. Exactly. Exactly. And they all target, the idea is strengthen your core enough to be able to be to be functional when the emergency happens yep. and so to take that we are not talking crossfit competitions no that's not 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 realistic training no. for a situation like this yep. so what we're talking about is taking one hour a day yeah and adding not I'm not we're not even talking about doing an hour of fitness a no. day. We're just saying in that hour yep. add some functional training. And functional training is a very specific style of training that fits each person differently. Yes. It's not the the whole thing that, oh, I teach functional training yes. and it's the same exercise for everybody. Exactly. It's not. So functional training for uh, prepping. Exactly. There's a huge difference. And being fit is one of the main things. Do you, How far do you have to walk? How do, do you have to sprint? Your grip strength exactly. is huge. Grip strength is huge. Just carrying a kettlebell yep. is great for grip strength. Yep. And if you can't afford a kettlebell, there's other things that you can get for free. A bucket with free. rocks. Yep, bucket <laughs> with rocks. Uh, so there's bucket a lot of different dirt. things. So... When you start looking at the five hours that we're going to continue talking about, uh, add some of this stuff into each one of those days. Don't take the full hour and do no, it unless you no. want to, yeah. but we're not saying that. Just doing a couple sprints takes less than five minutes and it starts getting your body prepped. So we'll be right back <laughs> with a lot more stuff for the five hour. Stay tuned. Do you like what you hear? The Spartan Mind Strength Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and all other popular podcast destinations. 
please subscribe today and consider leaving us a rating and review. It helps us spread the word and help others find our content. Don't forget to leave a comment and any questions you may have. Tim and V would love to hear from you. Now we're back and we're talking about basically fitness, some t- forms of fitness uh, that is unrelated to yoga. Yes. And then uh, I also want to get into this five hours in the week because you're not going to be spending a lot of, t- well, you can. We're, we're, we're talking about how we do it. And so we don't spend a lot of time with uh, basically poses that are almost actually are useless because uh, uh, like uh, fish. Yeah, you mean, and that's not that's uh, outside the five hour. We don't teach poses that are yeah, used, but, even uh, during the rest of the. But even in our own practice, yes. when we're we're yeah. doing things, because we I don't want to waste. We don't waste an hour just on yoga. Oh, yeah. every day. Because there's there's so many of the poses that if you actually really look at them, they're useless. Yes. All they are there for is to look pretty. They have very little benefits. Actually, they have. There's other poses in yoga that have a lot more benefits with a lot less uh, uh, risk of injury. Yes. So, and I'm bringing up fish because that's one of them. There's several more, but fish is one that I don't even know why people still teach it today. I am not sure. Uh, because we actually sent out some different questions to groups of yoga teachers, and almost all of them teach fish. And so why do you teach fish? And their answers was, oh, it does this, it does this, it does this. Oh, counter-indication is this. It takes, I make sure that I show each person in class how to do it. Uh, so there's all these reasons why they teach it, but none of them actually gave benefits that you could do from like reverse tabletop exactly uh so i know i'm running into a tangent but uh yes. what i'm <laughs> what i'm trying to get across is don't practice things that take too much time and are not beneficial for your body exactly like the three minutes it takes to practice fish you can do you can finish. You can your, do the sprinting. The sprinting, yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to get to. Yes. Is I don't. I don't care about the the daily practice of yoga. Yes. That yeah. you're doing, or what you teach on the weekend, or what you teach in the evening. That's not what I'm talking about. That you can teach fish if you want to, because you know this is the United States, and we're allowed to do whatever we want. Still, sort of. Uh, but uh, most of our listeners don't teach yoga, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but. Fish is one that yeah. is a waste of time. Yeah. Where sprinting is a lot more important. Three minutes of, uh, uh, give me another pose, of uh, Warrior oh, One. Yeah, Warrior One. Oh my God. Warrior One to make sure everybody's in the proper yeah. stance. You can do uh, two sets of uh, uh, whatever walk, farmer's walk. Exactly. So, uh, so plow. Look, yeah, plow, plow, <laughs> another wasteless pose. Uh, by the time you do plow, and if you cut out plow, you cut out warrior one, you cut out standing head to wheel. knee, you cut out wheel, headstand. you cut out headstand, and you can have the workout that we just talked about and become more functional because you don't go into a headstand when you're trying <laughs> to get save people in a fire. Exactly. <laughs> There's no need for it. So the our concept is do things that you may need to do if something happens. Absolutely. Uh, it's a 
how high maintenance is what you're doing and uh, what are the returns on your time and energy investment yeah. for that high maintenance. But we'll talk about poses in another series. Uh, so back to this series of prepping. Mm-hmm. So there's things that you should be looking at, and each person is different, so each person really has to sit down and think, what would I need to do to strength train in the week, the five days, that's only a couple minutes, that will get me prepped so that I can do something if something bad happens. And then there's also the concept of you want to know skills. Yes. But before we get into skills, breath work. Yep. Breath work works for everything. Yep. Because you will need to, and we talked about breath work in the last one, is that you need to be able to control your breath no matter what's happening. Exactly. Because you need you need to get in enough oxygen and you need to use it wisely for your ATP, right? For your energy, the energy of life. Also, breath work will help your mental state. Mm-hmm. So being able to regulate your breath is helping you regulate your mind. And you need to be able to be calm under pressure. So breath work is extremely important and it only takes a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. So within that hour in your day, just take five minutes max and regulate your breath. Practice breathing in through the nose, out through the nose, slowly. One of the things that I like to do, and uh, we used to do this in uh, SWAT training, was we would get the guys running, push-ups, pull-ups, just things that got the heart rate rolling, and then they had to shoot. Yes. So you had to be able to calm your breath and still hit target. Exactly. So breath work is one of the things that I've taken through my entire, actually since I was uh, like 12 years old, because that's when I started learning it, I took it through my entire life, and I will the rest of my life, uh, it was able to calm me so I could then focus under high stress situations. Exactly. So when you are uh, when you are sprinting, for example, when you are sprinting and you catch yourself breathing through the mouth, mm-hmm. because that's mm-hmm. what sprinting does, then when you walk for a little bit, how quickly can you recover to go into your nose breathing? Yep. And that's breath work in and of itself. Yep. And then even trying to sprint by breathing through your nose. Exactly. Exactly. So there's a lot of these things that you can attach the breath work to. So you don't have to, you, it's great to set five minutes aside, 10 minutes aside for breath work, but you also want to add that breath work to your fitness training. To, yeah, to your functional movement for the prepping. Yeah. Absolutely. Being, a, being able to be in control of your body and your breath and being able to be in control of your body and your breath simultaneously. It's even more challenging and it is the greatest preparation you can do for a type of emergency. So I want to say bye-bye again for a couple seconds, and we'll be right back to talk about studying 
because if we talk about studying now, it's going to go way past the 10-minute mark. Okay, stay tuned. And we're back, and we're still talking about Benjamin Franklin's five-hour rule. Uh, and so one of the rules that he did in that five hours was he would study. Yes. Now, in the Ayurvedic world, not in the Ayurvedic world, well, yeah, in the Ayurvedic world, but in also in the prepping world, you want to study things that will help you to survive and then thrive. So if you know how to do things that will help you survive, you automatically go to thriving. Exactly. You thrive through everything. Because if you have to learn something quickly, that is going to put you in survival mode again. Yep. And survival mode is not a good place to be in. Yep, not for long. Yep. <laughs> not for long. So I want to talk about each person's going to be different. Yep. So if you live in a condo, that's going to be different than if you live on the water, which will be different than if you live on a boat, which will be different if you live on a goat, on a goat and so forth. Yes. Uh, but there are things that you want to look at, like, do you know how to sew? Can you sew your own clothes if you need it? Can you sharpen your own knife? And I'm talking not about stabbing people knife. I'm talking about can you sharpen your knife to be able to cut your vegetables or your meat during times of needs? Uh, what happens if you break your knife? Can you then fix it? Or do you have to go to somebody to fix it? Can you charge stuff in your home because you studied solar? Can you... Uh, Let's see what else. Go ahead. Uh, have a, uh, do uh, have enough medication for whatever you need. Yep. Right? So have you studied what you need to be able to stay safe? And when you say medication, for me, I'm looking at for your first aid. Yeah. Have, first have you studied your basic first aid? Exactly. Yes. Have you studied your how to get to? Or do you even know what bug in and bug out means? And if you do know. Have you studied what to do if you have to bug in? And bug in basically means that you are staying in your house or in your apartment or in your condo while things are going bad outside. Or do you have to bug out, which means things are going bad on your neighborhood and it's going to go bad in your house, so you have to leave quickly. So if you know how to bug in, that means you, can, you will learn what you need in your home and how to keep it going for, say, three days, yep. for, say, five days. What happens if it's a week? And then what happens if you have to leave your home? How do you bug out for a couple days and then be able to come back and see what happened at your house? So studying those things. Do you know how to start a fire? Mm -hmm. You know, for me, we have lighters all over the place, so I can start a fire pretty quickly. Uh, can but, you start a fire without a lighter? Yes, I can. But but in reality, will most people need to be able to start a fire without a lighter? And the answer is probably no. But can you start a fire with a lighter? Exactly. Uh, can you, like for us, one of the main things is we like coffee. So the question is, is can I turn green coffee, because we got a lot of green coffee and we make our own roasted, can we roast it and turn it into drinkable coffee? And the answer is yes. So I, we know how to turn green coffee 
because green coffee lasts a year, so you can keep it in storage. Green coffee into roasted coffee, roasted coffee into grounded coffee, grounded coffee into French press or Turkish coffee, and drink it. Exactly. So we know how to do that so every morning when everything else is going bad, at least we'll have a good cup of coffee. Yep. And I'm still stuck on the medication thing. Yep. <laughs> so well, uh, that's part of the prepping also. Exactly. Yep, is. Do, do you know uh, if you are on a medication, do you know for how long you need to be taking that? And what if you couldn't have immediate access when you needed it? What would happen then? So that's something to be aware of. To yeah. be aware of. So take a couple of minutes and know, you know, figure out this is for how long I'm taking it. I have this and. Uh, yep, and uh, learning how to talk your doctor into giving you maybe an extra month supply. Exactly. And uh, or learn how to get off of the medication. Reduce it at least. So that you're healthy without it. Exactly. Reduce it so that you can, your doctor can be re reducing it, say you are healthy enough, you can reduce it, and shortly your doctor can say you are off of the medication. And that is the best thing to happen. Yep. You know? So there's a lot of things you can study each exactly. day of the week. And for us, we like to do that in the morning. So yes. we start off right off the bat with the fitness aspect, and then we go into the studying, and then we leave that hour into going into our business exactly. and working that. So we're not changing course at one in the afternoon. We're changing course in the morning time so that we have a full day of being able to do everything else. Absolutely. So the and the idea of the studying is that don't there is a specific topic, say an example of what we gave or something you need to figure out. Don't just blindly believe what everybody else says. Do your own research. Yep. Uh, just as simple as don't be, don't think that you can rely on somebody giving you directions if you need to leave. Exactly. Uh, that Siri is going to be able to tell you how to get to someplace because yeah. that might not be working. So neither Siri nor Alexa. Yep. Learn, <laughs> learn how to read a map. Yep. Uh, if you don't know how to read a map, and actually go get a map. AAA gives them away for nothing. Paper map. <laughs> yeah, a paper handheld map so that you know how to get to places. Yeah. So those are things that you want to always be studying. And so don't be a victim of your surroundings is the most important thing. Don't rely on other people. Don't rely on the government. Don't rely on the neighbors. Don't rely on anything. You must have to rely on yourself. Exactly. Don't be a victim of information that you are randomly fed. There is so much information out there that you got to sort through. And the only way is starting simple and... And who knows, next year you might be teaching survival courses. Exactly. You never know. Infinite yep. possibilities, yep. right? So... We say night-night now? It's uh, daytime. Okay. <laughs> Until next time, much, much love from both of us. Namaste kala. May we all be well, adapt, and thrive.
If you found today's show helpful, please give us a rating, a review, or both. And subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. As always, namaste kala, which in Greek means, may we all be well. This program, Copyright True Fitness Incorporated, all rights reserved.